Hey everybody, welcome to Renewing the Center. This is Chris, and it is so, so good to be with you today. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast. Today we're going to be choosing a gospel reading from the Anglican lectionary. So John 7, just three short verses, uh, verses 37, 38, 39. I'm going to read and then we're going to pray and we're going to spend a little bit of time reflecting upon our thirst, our neediness, uh, and the coming of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit has come to do for us. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scriptures have said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the spirit, which believers in him were to receive for as yet there was no spirit because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray that you would give us ears to hear, uh, Lord, an awareness of our own thirstiness, uh, our own neediness. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to help us to hear the words of Jesus today, to make room for you and to look for you and to anticipate what it is that you do when you come close to us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So my wife is a big Survivor fan, and uh, Jeff Probst, um, for over 20 years, has said, fire represents life on the island. Well, water represents life in the Middle East. Um, Water is scarce in a very arid land, and the feast that is in question here. um, So the text actually begins by saying, you know, on the last day of the festival, the great day, um, the the great festival that's being referenced here by John is the Feast of Tabernacles. And water featured very heavily in this festival. So here's where we're going to get just a little nerdy, because I actually don't think you can understand what Jesus is saying unless you get a little context here. So water was a big part of the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, And here's a little bit of, um, uh, I guess, sociology, uh, anthropology, Um, a little bit of a look at what would have happened during the Feast of Tabernacles. Every day during the feast, a golden pitcher, like this big, large pitcher, would be filled with water from the Pool of Siloam and carried in a procession through town by the high priest back to the temple. Uh, During this procession, there were trumpet blasts. People would rejoice. So, like, imagine the high priest, uh, the most significant religious leader in town, filling water from a pool in Jerusalem with his big golden pitcher and marching it through town back to the temple. During this procession, as, as the trumpets are blowing, people are cheering. The priest then enters the temple. He walks around the altar with the pitcher this golden pitcher, and the temple choir is singing Psalm 113 through 118. They sing all those psalms in entirety. And when they're singing the final psalm, Psalm 118, the male pilgrims who are present for the feast would take a willow branch in their hand and hold a citrus fruit in their left hand and shout, give thanks to the Lord three times. So there's a lot of like pomp and circumstance, a lot of symbolism going on here. And then the priest would pour the water into a silver bowl at the altar, and wine was poured into another silver bowl, and both were poured out before God, before the altar as an offering. Why on earth would people be doing this? Here's why. Because water represents life. And Jews knew that the Lord's provision of water in the desert 
and the Lord's pouring out of his spirit in the last days were what all of them needed in order to experience life. So this action of pouring during the Feast of Tabernacles was symbolic. Um, it was symbolic that without water, they'd all die and no crops would come in. And also without the presence of God, the provision of life, so water and wine, there would be no joy, there would be no wholeness. And so when Jesus utters the words, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let the one who believes in me drink, he is actually quoting Isaiah 55, or loosely quoting. That passage says, Ho, let everyone who thirsts come to the waters, and you that have no money come and buy and eat. Come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. So this makes so much sense. Jesus is standing at the Feast of Tabernacles because it was a feast dedicated to prayer for adequate rainfall. It was a feast where people living in a desert said, without water, which we cannot muster up, we won't survive. And Jesus stands up in that place and says, if you're thirsty, come to me. Come and drink. If you need, don't go to the Pool of Siloam. Come to me. N.T. Wright, one of my favorite biblical scholars, actually thinks that Jesus was also making a different connection as well. Uh, not only was he referencing what I just said, which was right there in front of people, it's very obvious. He was probably also referencing Ezekiel 47. And in that passage, water flows out from under the threshold of the temple and runs out. And in, in Ezekiel 47, water goes all the way to the Dead Sea. And it makes this dead place, this super salty, marshy, dead thing where nothing can live. It makes it fresh. A place where fish and wildlife could live. I want you to think about this. What Jesus is doing and standing up in an arid place where people are praying for rain. He says, I am the answer to your prayer. And he also is saying, if N.T. Wright is correct, I can make dead things come back to life. Jesus is speaking about how to meet need. But before Jesus can meet our need, we have to acknowledge our need. He says, let everyone who is thirsty come and drink. Are you thirsty? Are you aware of your thirsty need? I think so often we repress our sense of neediness because it makes us feel vulnerable. A lot of times we're not even really aware of what's going on inside of us and around us. I've spent many years not terribly aware of what was going on in me. Just ignoring my vulnerability, ignoring my neediness. The kind of desperate spaces that we just don't want to pay attention to. Jesus is saying, if you're thirsty, I want you to come to me. And he's saying, if you're thirsty, if you'll acknowledge that need, um, I can do something that will cause life to bubble up within you, rivers of living water. He begins to speak of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to say to you that God wants to do a work in you and in me that would cause his life to bubble up in us. Over the last number of weeks, I've felt um, a bit low. I've, I've been sick. I've been unwell. And not like to the point of death, but enough that, you know, you're laying on your bed for more hours than you'd really like to. And when I get into those spaces, um, oftentimes it's, it's not my favorite because um, not only do I not feel well, 
um, my mind just can sometimes go to places that it shouldn't go. Um, I start to feel more anxious. I start to feel uh, less confident in the Lord, um, more worried about temporal matters and outcomes and just a sense of feeling uh, threadbare. So I come to this passage today feeling a bit threadbare. And I'm hearing the Lord say to me, would you acknowledge your thirst, your need? Like it's weird. It's almost like even as I say it, I feel like my voice is catching um, almost like a, an acute thirst inside my own mouth, which is, I think, symbolic of something. Um, I'm aware of my neediness. I'm aware of my thirst. I'm aware that without refreshment and renewal, I'm not going to be okay. And Jesus says, I can do something in you when you acknowledge your thirst. I, I can meet you. And I want us to hear this. The, the thing he actually says is, if we drink, that out of our heart will flow rivers of living water. That the Holy Spirit will begin to generate a kind of fountain within us. And when I think of a river of living water, what I, what I imagine there is this renewable source of life. And God wants to, I believe, put life in us when we acknowledge our need, our thirstiness. And he wants to refresh you. And I just sit here today at, at this microphone um, in need of refreshment. I, I need it. And I, so I know you do. Where do you need to be refreshed? Where do you need to be met? Where do we need the Holy Spirit to work in us? Many of us don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit. We, we don't know exactly what the Spirit has come to do. Well, I'm going to tell you, according to Jesus, one of the things the Spirit has come to do is to cause renewal and refreshment, recreation, recreation, <laughs> to flow and bubble up from within us. He wants you to be renewed. So as you are on a walk or in your car, or wherever it is that you are listening to this, I want you to stop and ask the question, where am I thirsty? Where do I have need? And where do I need renewal and refreshing? For me right now, I think part of the renewal that I'm seeking from God is just a sense of him steadying me. Just like putting a hand on you to, to steady me when I feel a little shaky, I feel a little vulnerable, a little weak. The kind of steadiness that says, it's going to be okay. <laughs> like the way you feel right now is not ultimately the most real thing. Where do you need the Lord to steady you? Where do you need him to refresh you? Where do you need him to bring a source of fountain, a source of water up in you that would be not from you, not from your wellspring, but from the Spirit? I believe the Lord wants us to look for that. But before we'll find that refreshment, we've got to acknowledge that we're thirsty, that we're vulnerable. God bless you. Go in peace. I pray that the Lord would meet you today in your thirst. <laughs>